0: Welcome to the Experience Darden Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Twitty, and you are listening to a new episode. On this episode of the podcast, I'd like to feature a conversation I recently recorded with second-year student, Lydia Zada. Lydia comes from a performing arts background, and she and I recently sat down to talk a little bit more about her decision to pursue an MBA, what led her to Darden, and her advice for prospective students. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Lydia Zada. Lydia Welcome to the podcast.
1: Hello. Thank you so much for having me.
0: All right. So tell us a little bit more about you. What did you do before you came to Darden?
1: Absolutely. Before Darden, I definitely took a very different path to business school. Um, I actually started out as an opera singer. I, um, After graduating from Stanford, I went to the San Francisco Conservatory of Music to study voice, and I also sang professionally in the Bay Area during that time. Um, and it was pretty great, I have to say. It was a lot of fun. It was very creative and collaborative. Um, But then after a few years, I decided that I really wanted to be closer to family. I wanted a bit more stability. So I actually moved here to Charlottesville about four and a half years ago to work at Charlottesville Opera. And there I was doing marketing strategy operations. So it's basically a jack of all trades. Um, And that eventually led me here.
0: Wow. So an opera singer was obviously something you had always had a passion for.
1: Yeah, I started singing, you know, basically the minute I i probably started singing before I started speaking, is what my mom would probably say. Yeah. yeah.
0: And so I would think that Bay Area to Charlottesville would be a, a pretty significant change. Obviously, you probably considered other places, too. How did you ultimately land on the opportunity here in Charlottesville?
1: Yeah, definitely. It was um, it was a few different things, you know, um, I did enjoy my time in the Bay Area, but my family is based on the East Coast, so I definitely wanted, knew I wanted to be back on the East Coast. Uh, my partner also is a UVA graduate student. He is in the MD-PhD program at UVA. So he was basically going to be here for about Eight years, and so, um, and so, you know, when I started looking around, just trying to be near him, um, this opportunity opened up at Charlottesville Opera. It was kind of this perfect moment of serendipity for us, and so that's what brought me out here.
0: Had an MBA been part of your plans for a while, or something that occurred to you as you maybe did some work at Charlottesville Opera? How did how did an MBA become become something that you wanted to do?
1: It initially. Got into my mind because I, I had been working, actually, while I was studying at the conservatory, I also worked at San Francisco Opera, which is the second biggest opera house in the country. And I had a really wonderful mentor there. And one of the things that he told me was that, you know, the arts really needs, the arts industry really needs people with MBAs. They need people with that skill set. Um, he was telling me about some of his colleagues in the industry and how they had gotten their MBAs and that that was a really important thing for their organizations. And so that's kind of what planted the idea in my brain initially, um, you know, and that was years and years ago. Um, And then when I was here um, and working at Charlottesville Opera, I did realize, you know, there were things that I wanted to be able to do that I just didn't have the skill set for yet. Um, And business school seemed like the best place for me to gain those skills. And I thought that that was going to be the best opportunity for me to become, you know, kind of the, I guess, person I wanted to be.
0: I'm curious about the business case for business in the arts mm-hmm. and so people with MBA training. So um, what what is the reasoning for more MBAs in, in the arts?
1: That's a good question. Um, I think right now as it stands, the arts is fairly insular. Um, it tends to be at least in opera and in classical music, most of the people who work in um, you know, in the administrations in a professional capacity um, are mostly people who had gone to music school, who may have been performers themselves before transitioning into those positions. And so frankly, you know, there's a lot of passion and there's a lot of love for the industry, very limited process orientation or very limited, um, you know hard skills. Um, you know, things like, you know, we just wouldn't even have talked about analytics. We wouldn't have even talked about, um, you know, different innovative marketing techniques mm-hmm. or things like that. I, I was watching a video from um, Lulene's Deviant Marketing class, mm-hmm. which unfortunately I'm not part of, but I was able, she shared this video with me. Um And I was with the chief product officer of um, Global Giving, which is a very large nonprofit that does really interesting work. And one of the comments that he made was that, you know, in nonprofit work, people tend not to expect a lot of, I'd say, administrative competence from the people who are working in nonprofits. They expect the passion, they expect the desire for, you know, to do good, but not necessarily the skill set. Um, and so for that reason, overhead tends to be extremely low, um, you know, you tend to have very small staff sizes, um, a lot of people who've been there for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that ultimately what the business degree does is brings an outside perspective. It brings actual tangible skills that can help make a difference, especially when you have limited resources.
0: What got you interested in Darton? I imagine physical proximity here in Charlottesville might have had something to do with it. Yeah,
1: definitely. I mean, definitely physical proximity helped. Um, and you know, I, I do really love Charlottesville. It's a beautiful place. Um, I think also the thing that was really interesting to me when I started hearing about Darden was the culture in the classroom. That was something that really appealed to me, the case method. Um, it was a place where talking to graduates from Darden, I felt like my non-traditional background would be valued where, you know, not only is it somewhere where I could contribute, but actually that my contributions would matter. Um, and that, you know, the classroom environment would encourage that sort of exploration um, and difference of opinion.
0: So um, I've been asking this question of pretty much everybody. because I'm, I'm curious about how people get prepared for business school. Mm-hmm. What did you do in the summer prior to the start of classes in your first Ooh, year? Oh,
1: uh, that's a good question. I mostly relaxed (laughs) frankly I um, you know it was the first time in a long time that I you know didn't have any I I had left my work a few months prior and so I had kind of this really nice time to I would say really explore and kind of get my own you know um, I guess to work on my own personal self um, to make sure that, you know, I was in a really good place to come to this new environment. Um, so for me, that meant, you know, traveling, spending a lot of time with family, um, trying to go to exercise classes more, things like that. Um, but beyond that, um, I also was um, trying to read up on you know, what was business. Frankly, I just didn't really even know what I was getting myself into in a lot of ways. And so trying to kind of do some research, talk to some alumni, figure out, you know, what, what is going to be my path at business school? Um, in addition to that, I also attended Darden before Darden, uh, right before the first year began. And that was immensely helpful because that really gave me not only, um, exposure to, you know, the concepts, the subjects that were going to um, really happen during the core curriculum, but it also gave me, you know, kind of the preparation for the classroom experience itself. Um, I think that if I hadn't done Darden Before Darden, it would have taken me a much longer time in my first year to feel comfortable to speak up, to um, participate, and so I think that that was extremely helpful.
0: So what was the uh, learning curve like in the first first year? You mentioned that uh, you're someone who c- comes from a slightly different background, opera. Uh, you were learning a- about business and maybe what was possible um, through an MBA program. Uh, what was that adjustment like?
1: You know, it was definitely tough at first. Um, it wasn't a cakewalk by any means. I think Darden has a reputation for being an academically rigorous institution, and I do think that's true. Um, and so especially for the subjects where I really did not have any exposure previously. So things like finance, things like, um, decision analysis, um, accounting, I knew that those were going to be difficult for me coming in and they definitely were difficult while I was there. Um, but I would say that the great thing was that I had a lot of resources for, help to get help. And so, you know, not first and foremost was my learning team. Um, you know, it was just this really great group of people all from very different backgrounds, um, in terms of industry and in terms of skill set. And, you know, I had incredibly generous learning teammates who would just walk through things with me, both, you know, in our sessions, but also separately, who were always willing to help me out. Um, I also took a lot of I I took advantage of a lot of the tutoring programs that were offered, both um, through the Darden Student Association. They do kind of tutoring sessions weekly, but then they also, a lot of clubs will also offer their own Mm -hmm. tutoring sessions right before finals. And so it was about, you know, really taking advantage of those resources um, and also just reaching out for help when I needed it. Um, I found that my classmates were... Extremely willing to share their knowledge, um, it just you know, I just had to ask so that was a really wonderful thing and something that allowed me to succeed during the core curriculum.
0: Was there a time in the first year where things started to feel more manageable or like you had it all sort of together at that point?
1: I would say you know I don't know that I could say it was totally together, but I definitely think by midway through Q2, and especially in Q3, um, not that by any means I felt like I was an expert on any of the subjects or that, you know, I was, you know, suddenly the best business student um, or anything like that. But what I did feel was that I, I felt much more comfortable in my own voice. I felt really able to contribute something and I could see the value that I brought through my unique perspective to the classroom Mm -hmm. I also think that especially by Q3 the section unit was so strong Mm -hmm. I was in section D and you know to this day you know we're constantly messaging each other Um, my closest friends are all from my section and you know we just knew each other so well by Q3. We just had so much camaraderie and um, so much support for each other, you know, Um, and that helped make me feel a lot more confident. It's made me feel a lot more at home at Darden Mm -hmm. since then as well.
0: what did you do in the summer after your first year?
1: I worked at a boutique consulting firm that specializes in arts institutions and artists and creators. Mm. Um, so it was definitely very different from, I think, what a lot of um, my classmates ended up doing. But it was a really wonderful opportunity for me to bridge my experience before Darden with the skills that I've learned here. Um, so my projects were um, mostly strategic and marketing based, Um For instance, I worked with um, a large education institution on sort of a curriculum revamp and looking at their department, trying to understand how to better serve their students. Um, And that was great because, you know, I got to integrate some of the design thinking skills that I learned um, in Jean Litka's class during my first year. Um, And then another project I worked on was an album for a pianist that is set to come out in just a couple of weeks, which is really exciting to see. Um, and that was really great because it was a place where I could um, really see the impact that I was having on the organization. You know, this album that I was starting to piece together in the summer is actually at least somewhere physically coming out in a few weeks. Um, and so that's really exciting. Um, and it was also um, sponsored partially by the Batten Venture, inter- excuse me, Batten Venture Internship Program. So that was another great opportunity
0: yeah I'm curious what was were you like the producer of the album?
1: I would say um, in yes, in some ways I was um, but it was more that I was um, on the business end of things, mm. making sure that we were able to get everything done essentially. so what that meant was essentially I um, coordinated with all of the artists who were involved on this, which was about um, I would say 10 artists on the album. And then for the subsequent tour, there are about 30 more who are involved. And so working with all their teams to, um, ensure that they could be featured in this work. Um, so all the legal and sort of, um, you know, negotiation things that go along with that sort of work. Um, it was also just a huge kind of program, uh, Project management mm-hmm. issue because, you know, there were a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. Um, the artist in question was recording all over the country to make this album happen. So, coordinating all of that as well. Um, and then also creating the marketing and branding um, strategies that were going to not only get this album signed to a major label, which we were able to do, but also to, once the launch happened, to Propel it forward, um, so it's really exciting to see yeah. the results.
0: A lot of work sounds like
1: it was a lot of work, um, and it's definitely you know, it, it was a lot of work. It was a lot of coordination. It was a lot of fun though, because you know, artists are definitely not, I would say, the typical personality you come into contact with when you go to business school. Um, it was a lot more fun to be on phone calls where people were talking about, Oh, you know, we're representing the fabric of the human condition through this photo shoot and things like that, you know, things like that, that you just don't typically, you know, I kind of missed when I um, left the arts. So yeah, it was, it was a really great job.
0: You probably don't get as much of that in decision analysis, I imagine. No,
1: not quite as much, although I do try to bring sort of uh, a fabric of the human condition sort of edge to it.
0: (laughs) So um, how do you feel like Darden prepared you or helped you with the work that you were doing this summer?
1: Oh, Darden prepared me in many different ways. I think um, one of the... One of the projects I was working on was um, a sort of internal strategy project. So I'm trying to figure out this firm, which has only been in existence for about eight years. What were they going to become, you know, not just next year, but five years from now? And so um, I used a lot of the things that we learned in strategy so you know the different frameworks that we used to analyze the business and then I also was able to use my skills not only to um survey many different leaders in the industry um, to understand you know how can our firm be of more use essentially um, Not only was I able to create that survey, but I was able to analyze it, I think, in a way that was really meaningful for the firm. I was able to gather a lot of data and essentially, um, optimize it for the way that this firm needed it. Um, I don't think I could have done that before coming to Darden. I don't think that my skill set was, um, I don't think that my skills in those areas were anywhere near they are now. Um, and so that was extremely helpful. Um, and it also helped me a lot with, you know, negotiating. I had to negotiate with a few different artists and this was really, um, I took negotiations class and that was immensely helpful mm-hmm. for those interactions. Yeah. So there were a lot of different ways that the first year prepared me for my internship.
0: So you're now here in the second half of your second year. It's uh, its amazing how close I have been talking with a number of your classmates who are very, very close to graduation, just a few months away. Mm -hmm. So how have you spent your second year? What what have been your priorities?
1: My biggest priority has really been um, finding ways to give back to the Darden community. And I think that one of the unique things about Darden and one of the best things about Darden is that the student body is really empowered to make a difference on the school. Um, so for instance, I'm on the leadership boards of two student clubs, um, both the Net Impact Club and the Pride at Darden Club. And, um, through those positions, I've been able to, you know, bring programming, um, invite speakers, do different events that I think create the sort of community that I want to see at Darden. Um, you know, likewise, I think Darden is kind of amazing for having all of these opportunities for students to have leadership positions. Um, so one of the other things that I do is I'm a tutor for the first years now that I'm a second year and it's kind of a nice full circle thing where, um, you know, before I was the one who was asking for help and now i'm able to you know kind of give it back to the first years and pay that forward um so that's a really great thing i think that it's amazing that you know every week you have like 20 darden second years who are willing to give up six hours of their week to tutor first years i think that that says a lot about our community um and then you know along the line along with that you know I see my friends doing really amazing work with you know Darden Capital Projects, things like that, um, where they're really empowered to um, make change at Darden happen. So for instance, for Net Impact Week, we just did a sustainability workshop. And coming out of that, we're actually going to submit a few different project proposals to Darden Capital Projects that will make Darden more sustainable, not just immediately, but also down the line, you know, many years into the future. So I think it's really great that, you know, I now have the opportunity to sort of shape the community in a positive mm-hmm. way. And that's been one of my biggest priorities.
0: So um, realize this might be a little bit unfair and uh, that you've had uh, a lot of great classes over the past uh, year and a half or so. Um, but what class in, in particular stands out when you think back on, on the classes you've taken so far?
1: Yeah, that's a really great question. Um, especially in my second year, I've had the opportunity to take a lot of really amazing classes. Um, I think my favorite class has been Jean Lidka's design thinking courses. Um, she has taught two of them, um, and I'm actually in the, her second year class now. Um, but She teaches these classes that not only introduce design thinking to us, but in our second year now, we get to actually work with local clients to bring these techniques to solve problems for them. So right now I'm working on a project that actually is about the UVA emergency department and how we can help make the experience of going to the emergency room better for patients. And I think that's a really amazing part, class, not just because, you know, I really enjoy design thinking and Jean is, you know, absolutely on kind of the forefront of the design thinking um, horizon, but to be able to integrate that with um, projects that are really going to make a difference and that are going to have real impact for Clients and in this case, will have real impact for the actual community around Charlottesville and in Central Virginia. Um, That's a really exciting thing and is something that I'm really happy to be part of.
0: What do you enjoy about design thinking?
1: I like it because, especially when you know you're first starting to understand the project and you're first starting to get into you know the process. It's such a creative thing. It's such an opportunity to just let your brain kind of go into the wildest stretches of its imagination. Um, You know, you kind of eliminate all constraints and say, you know, what in a perfect world could we do? Um, And it's exciting, you know, not just to be able to have those opportunities for imagination, but to be able to do it with a team to be able to sit with a table of people and you're kind of building off of each other's energy and you're saying, Oh, that's so cool. No, wait, what if we did this thing? And what if we do this? And so, um, I really love that it's, you know, it's not just that it's creative, but also that it's collaborative and that, you know, you kind it's just a different way of thinking that I think unlocks a lot more opportunity that might not be immediately obvious. Um, I don't, I never have liked being told no to things. I don't think anybody does, but um, but I like design thinking because it kind of starts from a place of anything is possible. Let's see what happens. Um, and that's really a wonderful thing.
0: So when you think about Darden, what, what do you think of as the hallmark or sort of defining feature of this experience?
1: I think that the hallmark is the energy of the classroom. Um, I was just talking to this with, about this with someone yesterday that, you know, and he was talking about, you know, where the juice is of Darden, and that the juice is really from the classroom. When you sit in a class and, you know, you have a great professor, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, my ethics class last year with Bobby Parmar, um, where you just have a professor who is almost like a conductor you know if i can go back into my music training it's kind of like leading an orchestra you know getting the best out of everyone in the classroom you know getting all of these different perspectives um getting intense and getting you know a little bit combative but always in this setting where there's ultimately a lot of respect and empathy for each other um I think that's what really gives Darden its power that for me has been the hallmark of this experience is just being able to get in a classroom and talk things out with people and people who frequently disagree with me. But um, just to be able to have those conversations is really remarkable.
0: You talked a little bit about the sort of impact of the curriculum on you. How, How do you feel like Darden has helped you grow as a person?
1: I always say that I had no idea what I didn't know before coming to Darden. Um, you know, I, I knew business school would be useful. I thought it would be, you know, I would learn different tactics and I would learn different, you know, hard skills and that that would be a, you know, tool for me, which I have certainly. Um, but I think that What I didn't realize was how much this classroom setting and the community within it would really open up my own perspective. Um, You know, I really had been previously mostly, you know, surrounded by artists for most of my adult life, basically from entering college on. And to be able to have to meet people and to really get to know people from completely different backgrounds with completely different perspectives um you know the many international students who are coming from very very different backgrounds than me um it's been challenging it's been eye opening but it's also allowed me to grow so much um empathy and awareness as a person you know not just about um You know, more than I think, you know, my Excel skills have gotten a lot better. I also think that my ability just to relate to people, even when I don't agree with them, even when we don't have anything demonstrably in common, has really taken off since coming to Darden. I think I've grown quite a bit in that way.
0: So the last question, um, what would be your advice for prospective students listening to this podcast? You know, maybe thinking about pursuing an MBA possibly think about coming here to Darden?
1: My biggest piece of advice would be to take the time to really get to know yourself, to know not just what career you want to get into after business school, but also what you want your life to be like. I think that we think a lot about career, and absolutely, that's incredibly important. But I think also understanding what kind of person do I want to be and how can I become that person using this business school experience. Um so, you know, the more you can either, you know, talk to people from many different who've had many different business school experiences, you know, not just the people who necessarily went into exactly what you are interested in, but who also went in a completely different direction. Um, the more you can, you know, read about um, you know, I, I'd say like entrepreneurs, people who've really gone into different fields and taken big risks and lived big lives, I think that that can be really helpful. Um, because I would certainly say that business school, it goes fast and it is intense and it is, you know, easy to get caught up in kind of the day to day stuff of reading cases and reading and, and, you know, getting into classroom discussions and all these different things. But, um, Having a sense of self and who you want to be afterwards, I think is a really great thing to have when you enter business school to be your guiding light.
0: Well, Lydia, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been a pleasure having you.
1: Thank you for having me. It's been a lot of fun.
0: And that was my conversation with Lydia Zada, a second year student in our class of 2019. As always, if you have any comments, suggestions, requests, anything you'd like for us to cover here on the podcast, we are all ears. We can be reached at Darden at Virginia edu. Until next time. Thanks for listening.